0: This sermon is brought to you by Buford Road Baptist Church. The speaker today is Pastor Justin Morfus. If you have your Bibles this morning, I'm going to be one verse. So when a preacher says one verse, everybody goes, thank God. <laughs> right? I want to talk to you this morning about the conduct of a Christian. The conduct of a Christian. If you have your Bibles, Philippians 1, verse 27, if you'll stand for the reading of God's Word this morning. As I begin to uh, study this, it really brought some things out, and we're just going to be in one verse. He says, and I'm reading out of the New King James Version, and Brother Tony can get me later for that. He said, only let your conduct or your conversation be worthy of the gospel of Christ. So that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. You can be seated this morning. As I begin to... To study this passage of Scripture, uh, in my Greek study Bible, the whole uh, passage was outlined in noblest oblige, which means this. It's the inferred responsibility of privileged people to act with generosity and nobility toward those that are less privileged. See, it's a people or a person that lives at a higher standard than the people that are not of their nobility. Because of it, they act a certain way. Because of it, they talk a certain way. Because of it, they dress a certain way. They, everything they do reflects the conduct. It reflects the where they came from where they came from. It reflects their nobility. So I want y'all to keep that in mind today as we study the conduct of a Christian here. In verse 27, it says this. It says, only. And I want to stop there. It says, only. Paul says, only means no one or nothing else besides. No one or nothing else besides. It means solely. It means you. See, a lot of us, uh, we act really good in front of other people. We can put on our suits on Sunday morning and look real nice, right? But Paul says, you alone need to be this way. Listen to me. In verse 27, he says, you by yourself only let your conduct, your conduct, that is the performance of duties. In Greek, it means policia. And what that translates to is your citizenship. Your citizenship. So what are we a citizen of? Philippians 3.20 says this. For our conversation or our citizenship is in where? Heaven. From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So our citizenship today lies in heaven. Listen, if you are a blood-bought child of God and Christ is living inside of you, you are to act like where you come from and where you come from is no longer of this world. Your citizenship lies in heaven. So he says, conduct yourselves worthy. Worthy means this, having or showing the qualities of what? The gospel. Conduct yourself worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So he says, only whether I am here or absent, I want you to conduct yourself. I want you to carry yourself worthy of the place that you come from. And where do we come from this morning? Our citizenship as a child of God comes from heaven. Our citizenship should reflect the gospel of Jesus Christ. We should walk worthy this morning of Christ. Worthy of Christ. Listen, we are no longer citizens of this land. It's like the old song says, this world is not my home. I'm only passing through, right? We are no longer citizens of this earth, but I am a heavenly citizen this morning. That ought to scare some of you. Listen, I'm not bound by this land. I'm not regulated by this land. I'm regulated by a heavenly country this morning. I am a citizen of heaven. Listen, I don't care if the world changes. Let the culture change. In Hebrews, it says, my God never changes. He is still the same. So when I go around and I walk around, I'm going to act like where I come from. Amen. I got heavenly swagger this morning. I walk different this morning. I talk different this morning. Everything about me, you can tell right off that I ain't from around here. I got heavenly swagger today. Listen, listen. I know that's funny, but listen, I, I, everything we do, our walk, our talk, our act, everything should reflect where we came from. Listen today, when I go home to Arkansas and I get back to my hometown in Lake Village, I can meet people that I have never seen before. And they know right off the bat that I'm amorphous. They know. Yeah, he's amorphous. You know why? Because I have the traits of amorphous. I have the traits of the morphus. Listen, if you're a child of God here this morning, when we walk out of these four doors, this world ought to know that you are not from here, that you are a heavenly citizen. You know why? Because you take on the traits of the Father. I look like my daddy. Listen, when we start acting right and doing things right, people start asking questions. They'll start asking questions. They'll say, listen, where are you from? Where are you from? And we can say, hey, my kingdom that I'm from is not of this world. They'll say, well, where are you at? Who is your king? Who is my, can I brag on him a little bit? Who is my king this morning? He is the creator of everything. Who is my king this morning? He's the one that placed the stars in space. He's the one that tells the sun to rise. Amen. That's my king this morning. He is king of kings and Lord of lords. That's who I serve this morning. When they start asking you, where are you from? And you tell them who your king is. Listen, they'll say, how do you know him? Do you know him? Oh yeah, I know him. Yeah, I know him. He's my father. See, he's my everything this morning. Everything in my being belongs to him. I've been bought with a price. I've been paid for, bought by him, through him. He lives in me this morning. He's everything to me, amen? Listen, he is my doctor when I need healing. He is my lawyer when I'm in trouble. He is my mother when I need comfort. He is my brother when I need a friend. He is my father when I need a a correction this morning. He is everything to me. He is my creator. He is my king. Let me introduce you to him this morning. He's somebody. Oh, I got royal blood in me. I got royal blood in me this morning. Listen, walk worthy of where you come from today. Walk worthy of Jesus Christ. Walk worthy of your citizenship. Listen, you're going to act like where you come from. You're going to act like it. I can't help it. I'm from the South. I act like a redneck. I can't help it because it's all in me. But you today, as a child of God, when we leave here, let's act like it. Conduct yourself worthy. I could end right there, but I ain't. I'm almost done. So whether he is absent or he comes, I don't have to have somebody watching me. I don't have to be up here on stage. Wherever I'm at, I'm to conduct myself worthy of the gospel of Christ. So you say, Brother Justin, what does that look like? He describes it here in verse 27. He says, only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or I am absent, I may hear of your what? Affairs. Your affairs. Number one, a heavenly citizen is about doing a specific work. They are about the affairs of the Father. Listen, in Colossians 1.10, it says this, that ye may walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So we as a heavenly citizen should be about the affairs of the Father. And what is that? We are walking, pleasing the Father and being fruitful, increasing in knowledge, increasing in knowledge about him. We are a people that are busy. We are a people that are doing a work. We are a people that are in his word. We are a people that are producing fruit for him. We are a people that are on the go. I always like the slogan of this church, green light for Jesus. Because we're on the go for him at all times. We never let up. We never take a break. We're always, everywhere I go, I should be praying, God, send somebody my way. Send somebody my way. We are about the business of the Father who holds my citizenship today. So we as a heavenly citizen should look like someone that is busy. Someone that is busy. Listen, we got enough pew warmers in the world. 90% of the time a church staff gets together. It's We're trying to come up with something to get the people of God to God's house. That's a shame. Listen, if you are truly a child of God, we shouldn't have to beg you. We shouldn't have to put a Ferris wheel outside. This right here ought to be enough. This ought to be enough. You should be someone with a desire to come and listen to the word of God and grow in knowledge. Desire to take what you've learned and leave these four walls and go out into the world and win it for Christ. Someone that's about the Father's business. Number two, a heavenly citizen is this. A heavenly citizen is, hear of your affairs that you may stand fast. Stand fast in the Word of God. Listen, He's firm. He's unwavering. He holds on the truth of sound doctrine. I ain't talking about doctrine of Baptist and Pentecostal this morning. I'm talking about the doctrine of Jesus Christ and who he is. He stands fast to it. You're steadfast, meaning this, that the other country, the other country can offer anything they want to, but there's nothing, nothing that'll make you denounce your king. There's nothing they can offer. Because you are steadfast, you are unwavering, you are growing in knowledge. You should be able to defend your king this morning, and whatever it takes. Listen, we got so many. Don't be scared this morning. Don't be scared to go out and defend your faith. I'm I'm going to read this in verse 28. And not in any way terrified by your adversaries. Why are we terrified about what the world has to say? Why are we so terrified? We have the king of kings on our side. We have the creator on our side. There's nothing to be scared of. Listen, my God, I wish we had some men today that would stand up at work no matter what the consequences are, fire me if you want to. Take away my 401K. It don't matter. I'm going to stand for Jesus. We had some men that would take back the homes and the leaders their homes and stop letting these kids do whatever they want to, but stand firm and preach the Word of God and teach the Word of God to your kids. We would change some things today if we had some kids that would walk into school and say, hey, I'm going to stand for Jesus. God, help us today. We need some men and some women and some kids to be steadfast, firm, and unwavering, no matter the cost, to stand for Jesus. Lastly this morning, I told you I was going to be quick. The heavenly citizens are people having this. They're about the affairs of the Father, they stand fast in one spirit with one mind striving together. One spirit, one mind striving together, not separated. Separated. It's bad enough. Some of y'all are gonna look at me crooked this morning, but it is bad enough that we got so many denominations. That can't stand each other. But we have so much division inside our our own church that we can't get our mind right to move forward. Church, I've seen churches fight over any little, a pencil. I'm serious. A pencil. Listen to me this morning. You're lucky this morning. You're blessed this morning that you have a pastor that stands behind this pulpit and preaches the word of God, not diluted, unfiltered. Doesn't, I've, I've seen him tear up letters from the city wanting him to come pray so he wouldn't pray in Jesus name, but he tore it up. He stands, listen to me, as long as he is standing here and preaching out of this book, you get behind him, you back him, you get together, one mind, one accord. That is the only way this church can move forward. I don't know how some of you feel here this morning, but I can tell you this going around and backbiting each other and gossiping about each other. Listen, you ain't the guy or the lady that God has placed here to lead this place. But the man of God that stands here, there's God only gives the vision of this place to one person, and he stands right here. And if you try to go against that, it's like pushing a rope. It won't work. If he stops preaching this, then kick him to the curb. But as long as he's preaching this, get behind him, back him, one mind, one accord, and move forward for the kingdom of God. We ain't got time today to worry about all this little mess that we get mad and upset about. We got people dying and going to a devil's hell. And we worried about if a light bulb got changed. It's ridiculous. If God's people would understand and just grasp the importance of being one mind and one accord. One mind, one accord. Listen, there is an importance to it. John 17. I bring this verse up a lot. John 17 verses 21 through 22 says this. This is Jesus praying that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us. Here's why. Here's why being one accord and one-minded is important. So that the world may believe. That the world may believe Listen, we can have all the programs, all the pragmatics that we want, but until God's people, until God's people get together in one mind, in one accord, the world will not believe. But God says, if you'll come together, and this is the kicker, that they may be one even as we are one. Think about that. Just as Christ and the Father are one, they want us to be one with each other and one with them. And if we'll get that in our heads and in our minds, it says that the world will believe. The world will believe today. Listen, we're failing so miserable at this. We're failing today. This is why souls aren't being saved. It ain't because the falling away of the world. Listen, the world has been falling since Adam sinned. But it's the falling away of God's people, so-called God's people. We got to get together, people. We got to get this up. We got to get it going. We have to be one-minded and one accord. So a heavenly citizen is one who is about the affairs of the Father. They hold fast, realizing that apart from him, we are nothing. Being one with each other and in Christ, just as Christ and the Father are one, with one goal, with one goal. This is what he says. For the faith of the gospel. For the faith of the gospel. It's all because of him. It's all because the gospel of Christ. Listen, putting all these together is the conduct of a Christian. This is what it looks like. It's someone who acts like where they came from. Listen, we got some people in some churches, you put them in a lineup with people of the world, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. It's not about how you look in here. We all act good in here. Right? We all put on our Sunday best in here. But what I want to ask you is when you walk out on Monday morning at work, do they even know you're a Christian? Do they even know? Do you have the traits of the Father? Are you busy this morning about the affairs of the Father? Are you in His Word wanting to grow and, and have more knowledge in Him? Are you steadfast holding on to the doctrine of Jesus Christ? Are you this morning? How are you conducting yourself? Walk worthy of the gospel this morning. You listen to Pastor Justin Morfus. For more information, visit our website at bufordroadbaptistchurch.com.